Hello and welcome to the Women in Film and Television Ireland podcast. I'm WIFT Chair Dr Susan Liddy. On the 7th of May, Women in Film and Television Ireland and the Writers Guild of Ireland held a very special joint event, Women Writing for the Screen, Strategising for Our Future, in Mali, the Museum of Literature Ireland. My colleague, WGI Chair and WIFT member Jennifer Davidson, moderated a lively panel discussion on the opportunities available for writers in the world of soap with John Fox, Emma Keaveney, Rachel Kilfeather and Kieran Hayden. And welcome back to our second session for today, uh, which is going to be all about writing for soap. Um, so I have been at many, many industry conferences and events over the years and often you're sitting there as a writer listening to producers going, we just can't find female writers, we don't know where they are, novelists please come and talk to us, playwrights please come and talk to us. And you're sitting in the room as a soap writer going, hi, <laughs> we're here, we've got hours and hours of credits off television, do our names, and yet somehow <laughs> it's like they look over you to the people. Uh, behind you. So I really, when we were putting this um, day together, I think one of the first things I insisted to Susan was that we include soap writing uh, as one of the panels to talk about it um, to make you guys consider soap writing as a really good career option, but also to talk about how the industry um, views soap writers in Ireland, and if we're talking about strategizing for the future, what should the Writers Guild and WIFT be doing to make things better for soap writers and to make the industry realise the value um, of soap writers? So I have a really wonderful panel. Um, so we have Mr. John Fox, who is currently the story producer for uh, BBC Doctors. John was previously a writer and the story editor um, for RT on Fair City. He's also written for the stage. He has a new play in development with the Abbey Theatre, and he has a long, illustrious career of many, many things that I was trying to condense down. <laughs> I feel like I'm in question time. <laughs> you are. <laughs> John Fox, this is your life. <laughs> exactly. And then beside John, we have Kieran Hayden, Zebby uh, nominated Kieran Hayden, um, who is variously. <laughs> A writer, a producer, a series consultant. Uh, he's been a script editor. He's worked on everything from children's animation, uh, East Enders, Fair City, Red Rock, The Clinic. There are very few uh, programs that he hasn't had his fingers in. I have killed most of them. Yes. <laughs> I was there at the death, so. Uh. <laughs> we won't talk about we won't that. Talk about that. Uh, we also have Emma Keaveney. Emma is a writer, a script editor, a development maven, will we say. Um, she started her career with Blinder Films. She then moved to uh, working on Fair City. You'll spot a bit of a common theme here in the story department. She then went to the BBC as a script editor on Doctors and on EastEnders. And she is now script editing uh, a crime thriller for Blinder and working with a couple of other production companies as well. And then we also have Rachel Kilfeather. Uh, Rachel has been a writer for the past 20 years. She has also written for Fair City. She's written for Red Rock. She's written for Hollyoaks. And she is currently a writer and a co-executive producer on Vikings Valhalla Series 3 for Netflix, which sounds very impressive. <laughs> it is very impressive. <laughs> Isn't it? 
So, um, really looking forward to having this conversation with you all. I'm going to start with a nice, easy question. Uh, what is the best thing about being a writer or being involved in the editorial team on a soap? John, I'm going to start with you. Um, I would say it's the team aspect of it. Um, there's not, you know, when you're writing, as we all know, it can be a very kind of lonely, um, isolated experience. And it, particularly if you're working in story, um, you're working in a story team, you're in a room with three or four other people. And I felt as if my first three or four years on Fair City was like I was being paid to be trained because you were in a room with four other, four other writers arguing about what a story was, what was the best way of improving the story, how you could make it better. Having really big arguments mm, sometimes, I'm yeah. looking at you, Kian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'd get yeah, really yeah, stuck true, into yeah. it and we'd yeah. be going, no, that's not right. You know, this yeah. is what the turn needs to be. This mm. is what we need to do next. And this, yeah, and so it's an incredible training. I felt as if I learnt what story and story structure was um, working in Fair City um, and working with other people. Um, it's incredibly kind of um, satisfying in that way. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the main thing. Um, and you just learn so much from, from other people. Kieran? Um, I like the immediacy of it. You get to come up with something and then make it. Because I think, I don't know how many of you have been in development projects maybe. I mean, it's not something I've done much, but I remember in my early days, I had a lot of stuff that I was developing, got a bit of money to develop, and they never came to fruition. I found it very, I found it hard. Like, I think mentally, I think it's very hard to have something in limbo for so long. You have these moments of hope and like, it's going to get made, and then it's some taken away from you. I think personality-wise, my personality personally is suited to fast work, yeah. good deadlines, working really hard and really fast on stuff and then seeing it a month later. Like there's, there's an awful lot to be said for having a product that you can go in a very short space of time. I did that, you know? And I think that's really, as well as the team aspect, because like I've worked on big teams and little teams and on my own in various roles that I've been on. And the team is lovely, but I think ultimately, part of me always wants to be like a carpenter or something where you're making a, you know, you literally go, this, I, I did that, you know what I mean? Whereas actually with a lot of stuff, if you can get caught in this kind of headspace of, three years on this project that means everything to me, I don't think it suits everyone. That would be my personal feeling. And I think something like soap, if, you, if you're good at it, and if you can become a real artisan in soap, you get to see your work very quickly being made. And I think that's massively, it's good for your mental health. I think it's good if you're doing other work on the side. Um, and that would be my main, that would be what I'd mainly be saying about soap as a kind of, how I find it being very rewarding, you know? Emma? Um, yeah, I would like absolutely echo what both John and Kieran said. Like the f the immediacy was the first thing that hit me when I started at Fair City, actually, because I came from the development world, so I came from production companies and having things in that limbo. And like as much as the writers get frustrated, the people in the development teams get frustrated too, because you you get invested in them and you're just sitting there and it's held up by numerous things or money isn't coming through or other things start happening and you know there's only so many hours in the day and I remember working on things and just thinking will this ever get made do you know what I mean but then I came to Fair City and like you're writing something in the room and then months later it's on TV and people are tweeting about it and the immediacy of that is really satisfying and having that audience reaction and I think yeah the team aspect as well like I learned so much at Fair City I can't like emphasize that enough I really did like I thought I knew 
what I was doing when I started there and then like I like <laughs> learned so much I just had such brilliant like people around me in that room and like the story editor I was working under was amazing and like learned so much and it's exactly like you said and you know there's nothing like sitting in a room for like hours and hours and hours like talking through a story with characters that aren't your characters with with characters that like you don't necessarily care all that much about because like it's your job or whatever but you make it as interesting as you can because you have to do you know what I mean that's really great um and then there was something else I was going to say but I can't remember what it was <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll come back to you yeah fair enough Rachel well I'm as part of the, a writer as part of the writing team it'd be a bit different to be yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 probably um but uh it's, it is the best experience you can get as a TV writer. It really, really is. You learn everything. It's hardcore. Um, I think that, especially if you're starting out, I mean, to, to get paid, you know, is great. Because you're often writers are writing for this and feel like they don't deserve to be paid. But if you get a few checks yeah. and they pay regularly, you don't have to beg for it. Um, and um, just for your confidence, um, again, the, having a credit, um, seeing your work within months, but also um, it's, 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 it's learning how to be a, a really good writer for TV. And it's, um, as we know, it's, it's all about rewriting in television. I mean, anybody can write a, a good first draft, but um, what happens when one of the characters is removed or the locations sure. aren't exactly very good? Or something goes wrong at the last minute and everything has to be rewritten. And that, that, that's what separates the the writers who are going to do well from the writers who won't you have to be able to mm. to work under pressure and to change stories and to write stories sometimes that you don't believe in yeah. and to take yeah. notes that are yeah. actually shit yeah. and just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's your that's job true. and you're being yeah. paid yeah. Yeah. and and learning how to do that that you can write when you have no confidence you can write when you're depressed you can write when the whole fucking world is collapsing mm. because you do it every day and you're trained to do it every day and it's just and I, I know you've probably all had this experience. You go on to any other show having worked on soap, and it just seems so easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so true. Oh my God, but what, you've got six episodes and you've got six months to yeah. work on yeah, that? Yeah. Like, like in, in soap, you're flat yeah. out, you've yeah. got a month. How many episodes do you go through in yeah. story? You just. And what's great is in a writer's room, if you've got experience with soap, you're going to shine because you're just so used to shooting out ideas yeah, constantly, yeah. X, Y, Z, because it's so hard to come up with a decent story in soap because every story has been done to yeah. death. Yeah. So it's trying to come out with a different story all the time. So in any show, you've got those muscles and you're so trained and you're not precious. And honestly, as, as anybody who can, and you can get into soap quite easily, which is good. It's so hard to get a break. But if you blast a producer or a story producer or executive producer with passionate emails going, I love your show, I just want to write on it, and here's some ideas. I mean, they'll probably hire you because they want to hire passionate people and they do yeah. bring in new writers a lot, you know? So it's a fantastic opportunity. It's within your reach and the experience is, you, you can't put a price in it. You cannot put a price in it. I think it's, yeah. it's brilliant. And actually your first point as well is, and you're getting paid. And, yeah. the, the, and actually the money paid. was amazing when I started, like because yeah. like even though I was working for companies, I wasn't getting paid a lot. It was like really little like intern money. And then I started on Fair City and I was like, oh God, like I can have a life now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was yeah. it was just such a brilliant But it's the validation as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. it's you go, oh, I'm like a proper writer now. I'm yeah. professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. A professional, and yeah. Someone's actually taking me seriously. Yeah. And psychologically, Madly, there's a huge value to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 
Oh, now I can say I'm a writer because someone's actually paying me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone's broadcasting my work. Yeah. And that's huge. So I guess what that kind of leads us on to, Rachel, I is... Them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel them. <laughs> we all feel like that. Not about me. Um, that what, other than being a good writer and, you know, understanding drama and understanding scripts, what does it take to be a good soap writer? What are the things? Kieran? I might start with you. Um... God, I don't know, understand human nature, really, you know, it's all about relationships because I think with, like, say if you're writing a heist movie or something, you can sometimes skip the emotional stuff and just have explosions. We don't have the money or anything like that in soap, usually, unless suddenly the grown-ups will say, you know, we need to do a bit of something here to get the ratings back, then you get your explosion. But under normal circumstances, you're basing it on human relationships, things like that. So be a study of humans, you know, the relationships within your world. They're really important, you know what I mean? But also being able to put yourself in the shoes of anybody. Like, I mean, I literally mean anyone. I remember seeing an amazing thing with, who was it? Who wrote The Street? Jimmy McGovern. Mm. And he was working with the striking dockers in Liverpool. And he wanted them to write because they were all out of work, depressed, absolutely broken. And he said, I want you to write a speech from your boss. He's just fired you and doesn't give a shit about you. And they said, no way, not going to do it. Jimmy McGovern was on the side of the good of these men, all men I think they were at the time actually, and so he decided I'm going to write that speech and he called them all scabs, he called them all useless, worthless, they nearly lynched him, they nearly killed him and he went, I was just seeing it from their point of view, if you can't do that you're not going to be a writer. So I think being able to see monsters as human, being able to see goodies as baddies and baddies as goodies, being able to do all those things and really you know, interrogating every character you have at your armoury. That's the basis of it. And then what happens isn't important. If you can get right why it happens and the motivations behind why people act, human nature is your best kind of guide, I think, really. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, and I think, for me, soap and drama aren't that different. There's a slight tweak. You, you, you just change your mindset a little bit. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think with like um, Red Rock being a good example, the weirdest show ever, to be honest. I don't know if anybody watched it, but it started off as... A soap opera that had a big like guest story, like Doctors. Right? Day, so it had a story of the day, right? And I joined as they were winding down the stories of the day because what they discovered was, even casting-wise, it was very hard to get them up Does to everyone cast. know what that means? So story of the day. You, you explain it because you, you do it every day in Doctors, really. Well, basically, so like something like EastEnders or Fair City will have... Um, all of the stories are ongoing all of the time. Mm. It's constant. It's soap. Um, and then something like Death in Paradise or CSI or whatever are just a story of the day. So it's a self-contained episode. The story only takes place in that episode. And then something like when Red Rock started, Mm. Casualty and Doctors are a mix of the two. So Doctors will have half of it is ongoing storylines, like a soap, and then it'll also have a self-contained story of the day. Yeah. So what what they were aiming for on Red Rock was the writer would bring a story themselves, and then we would, as the story room, and again, it was a little bit like doing the story team by yourself. We had two story producers, one was doing future, one was doing past, but we were basically the story team of two. So we would come up with the bits they would fit in. But we just ran out of people to be able to cast. Like genuinely, like we ran out of actors. Like so much people were in theater, all that kind of stuff. So we had to reshape the show to be something else. Then it became more of a traditional soap. And then we went to, and I think you were on board for a little bit of the part when we went to, um, it was an hour-long post-watershed drama, cop drama, right? So it went from being weird soap to normal soap to cop drama. (laughs) The writers who could do the first one and were the best at that were still the best at the last one. There was no difference other than talking them through it and going, we're going to tweak this. It's not going to be so much about this. It's going to be 
more about the procedure now rather than the kind of relationships. So we just, we reshaped it. We kind of went, the cop stuff is more important now than the interpersonal stuff, but we still need this stuff. But genuinely, the soap writers we had at the beginning were still our best writers at the end because they got the human relationships and the characters in the show. So I think for me, that's a really good example of soap writer to one hour post, post um, watershed drama. We brought a lot of people with us who were good at one and were good at the next because they were good writers. So, and, I would, and as well as like emotional intelligence, mm. which is really really important for and those writers that you're talking about. It's also like learning about scene structure, yeah, episode structure. Time. You know, like that every scene has a hook and a turn. Do you know what I mean? Like I've had days on Doctors where I like literally talked writers through that process, mm. and then I, I, like one of the writers emailed me later and was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" Like he's on Coronation Street now, and he was like. That's like, no one's ever told me that. Like, that's the best advice I've ever had. And it's like, now he's doing that all the time in every scene that he approaches. Do you know what I mean? Because that's like your basic scene structure. And like, if it's like that thing that no one ever does tell you that. But if you're working on a soap, those um, building blocks of story are the exact same whether you're writing for Fair City yeah. or whether you're writing for The Sopranos. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just The Sopranos is heightened in certain elements. They can do things with character, they can do things with tone. But the building money. blocks are the same. Have, yeah, but I'm just saying the building blocks are the yeah. same. So people can be really elitist about soaps, but like I just think that's ridiculous. Mm. Do you know? Sorry, could you give an example of a book and a turn? Oh, sorry. So like the turn is like the moment where the scene like turns and and goes in a different direction. I suppose like the 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 key moment that the rest of the scene pivots around. Do you know what I mean? Where everything changes. The hook is the mo the question at the end of the scene that you're going out on very often it's like an emotion an emotional question yeah exactly yeah yeah so like that would be the the, the every single oh, scene yeah, and yeah. soap is exactly like that yeah so you basically want one 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 character whoever scene it is we would go like the protagonist in a scene they might start the scene in one state so say happy and they want to end it in the opposite broadly or in a degree of oppositeness so happy yeah. to sad yeah so if they stay happy to happy that scene might get cut if What's we're short on time. The What's scene? the journey of the scene? Yeah. We could just go, get rid of it. We don't have time today, <laughs> like it's raining. Let's not do this one. But literally if you have somebody, if it's a degree of change within your scene, it's earning its keep. And if there's a hook, you want to see the next scene. So the hook is the kind of, it's like every, you know the East Enders, dum, 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 dum. Yeah. technically every little, every scene should have a little, dum, 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 little <laughs> tiny one, so that you're always wanting to see what happens next. So Tony Jordan kind of said that. that. Tony Jordan was a big East Enders Very wise writer. man. Very wise man. Yeah. And he said he, started out in EastEnders and he couldn't get it. He was trying to work out the show and how it works and what they were asking of him and all that kind of stuff. And when he worked out that every scene should have a duff duff, yeah. mm -hmm. he was like, now nah, I get it. Now you get it. That's mm -hmm. it. And like, it, there is, there's like a mechanics to it, which yeah. I know isn't very sexy when we're, we're coming as writers and it's all imagination and character and emotion, blah, blah, blah. But the, the mechanics of mm. it is really sexy to but me. But also that, that whole idea <laughs> and of... And I've brought it to like every single job since. Yeah. But that whole idea of a, of a turn and a hook and a duff-duff at the end of the scene is true of every show. Mm. Exactly, that's, that's what, I mean. what I mean. That's what I mean. It applies to every single, like, it is the essence of story. Do yeah, you know what I mean? it's not just soaps. It's like, not that's just everything. Soaps. Yeah. I, think, I think, though, as a writer, I mean, for soap, the, the main thing is dialogue. You're writing dialogue, and your dialogue is solving every single problem. There's very little action. Um, so being really good at dialogue and getting to you know, really articulate what yeah. characters are saying and get their voices. Because most of the actors will have a good voice and, and getting that voice is, um, is, is really important. And then also taking the story document, and, and this is where it's good training for a writer, um, 
that a you do get to learn about writing about writing scenes but i mean a lot of the times i mean the stories are rushed so you yeah. could be you're going to get a lot of the times possibly a very weak story at some point mm -hmm. but as soon as it lands on your lap and you have ownership of that episode if it doesn't work it's your fault the story writers never get blamed for their questionable stories but only I mean, internally no you know? exactly. <laughs> but um yeah self-flagellation yeah. you know, whatever um, they um but you, and it, it, you get really good at, at, at taking a storyline and, and finding the important beats and bringing the drama into yeah. it and, and the punch and the arcs like you, you just you're training to do that all the time to kind of to try and elevate the um, the story. And, and I've got to say, just as as somebody who watched soap and thought, oh well, I could write that. It's not that difficult, Jesus. Um, and then you get on a show and you realise how absolutely difficult it is and how challenging it is because it, it is really really difficult um, um, to, to 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 pull it off. And I remember the the biggest eye opener for me was I had to read an episode of. Um, a writer, there was continuity, there were story changes, and I got to read an episode of a script. And I read this script by Ted Gannon, who's a brilliant writer, and I couldn't believe it. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant script. And I was looking at it going, why don't I see that on the screen? Yeah. Why is it never brilliant on the screen? <laughs> why is it just what it is? And I realized that what happens is you have to be a really good writer. Your script has to be terrific because it's going to be battered and battered. Yeah. And by the time it gets, it's literally in rags. But mm. it has to be so strong at the beginning so that when the, you know, the, the story changes that come, the location changes, all that stuff, and it still survives. And then the actors come, some are good, some are not. The director comes, the directors are rarely good because they just don't have time to be good. They really just have time to get the bloody thing made and make it coherent. So by the time it gets on the screen, that it's that it's remotely okay mm. is a miracle. Yeah. So, <laughs> so true. That yeah. script yeah. did start out really good. And the other thing is they always blame the writer. They always blame the writers. When you look writers. at a program, you always go, Jesus, the scripts are shit. And you're going, no, yeah. the yeah. scripts are so just true. as shit yeah. in the States, but they've got more money. They've got the production values. It's the You've production values. It's totally. money and time yeah. and better acting and better directing. And then you can have a ropey as hell script, mm. but we actually can't. So the writing... You do, you do learn. You you do respect the process, Definitely, having like, done it. Couldn't agree more you know. with that. Like and then you just learn great. to say nothing when people, for some reason, feel the need to tell you, "Well, Jesus, why is it so shite? <laughs> why? why <laughs> you say it to anybody else about their job? Yeah, no, totally. It's, it's totally. Yeah. I once had. I was at a friend's like thirtieth birthday party or something, and his mother was there, and. Uh, he was like, oh, I was working in Fair City. And she literally looked at me and like pretended to spit on the ground. <gasps> yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, what do you do? What do you do that's so precious? You know, like, I, I mean, I don't understand, you know. And people are just have such an yeah. attitude about it, yeah. you know. Completely. And actually, that sort of brings me to almost the second part of that question. So we've talked about the skills that you need as a writer on, on the page. But we all know there are people who can be really great writers, but they are not the right person yep. to well, work on a soap. Mm -hmm. I think what is it about like temperament or psychology or your ability to deal with people I that makes you a good soap writer? About, about capturing characters' voices mm. is yeah. really key mm. because a lot of people struggle with that when they work on, on soaps is that like they can write in their voice for their projects, but beyond that struggle and you do yeah. have to take on the voice of the show and the voice of the characters but that again is good training because every yeah. show you're ever going to work on is going to have a house style and your job as the writer is to 
conform to that house style and bring your own unique fabulousness to it, mm. but within the confines yeah. of that yeah, house definitely. style. So it, again, it's, it's, it's good training for that. It, it is like if you again go on any other show, people are really nice to you. And it's like, come on, it's not that people aren't nice to you. In I always say that so to like the creative brothels of the television industry because you know you kind of are pouring it out. You're making good money yeah. though, and you're yeah. there, you've got a great skill set by the end. Yeah. yeah. But um, you don't have time really to be necessarily nice or complimentary, and you know what I mean. You mm. wouldn't be looking for compliments no. on no. a soap, but you wouldn't be looking for anybody yeah. to be particularly nice. But to because everybody's solving problems all yeah. the time, and when so they never. They forget to, to kind of. But when people are nice to you in other shows, it's so cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so like respect. <laughs> did you never get like a nice feedback about a script? When oh, you I did, it? but I didn't really. This is terrible. Script <laughs> 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 no, no, script editors are generally very good. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But you'd be more like, I suppose you're in that work. You're just like, oh look, let's get to the chase. You know, yeah. tell me what I need yeah. to change, kind of thing. It's great. like that. No, people are not. It's not yeah. that they're awful, no, no, I get what you mean. But, but it's different. You are yeah. part of a machine. Yeah, you have to true. deliver. You have to get your deadlines. You have to do what you're told. Mm. You can stand up sometimes and go, look, I just think this is a really bad idea or whatever. It depends. But I mean, you're, it's just, it's, it is that real kind of grueling yeah machine. the machine thing is key as well because like it, like soap is like a monster that constantly needs to be fed yeah. right so you've just finished four episodes and then another four episodes are coming down the track and it just never ends and that tra- teaches a really good story again because like every time you finish a story or finish a scene or whatever the question is always like well what's next what's mm. next the story never ends what option gives you more story do you know what I mean then that's generally the option you should take in terms of what you're putting on screen and I think in terms of character and who might be best suited that idea of like not being precious about your work yeah. is key yeah. yeah like you know because like you say things happen things change suddenly the stories change suddenly something happens in the real world and a story is completely tossed out and everyone's firefighting trying to fix it um cast availability all of these things like you can't you're one cog of a team which is how you are on any show Mm. and you really learn that on soap like it's not you know it's really good training from that point of view Mm. I'll probably like (laughs) I'll I'll probably come across as the world's worst hack now right but I'm just going to say this there's a difference between writing to live and living to write, right? Some people have to write. They have to get this out in the world. They have to write down things. They go to bed every night and they dream about writing. I'm not one of them and I never was, right? I fell into writing by accident and it's something I discovered I was kind of good at, I mean, arguably. But I could do it, right? <laughs> I could get work in writing whereas nobody else would hire me. That's basically the truth of it. And that's really lovely. Like, it's lovely to just feel like you're good at your job. So, like, for me... One thing that helps when I'm writing in soap or I'm writing in whatever drama is remembering that it's not the be-all and end-all, mm-hmm. you know? And actually sometimes, and again, I would always go back to personality type because God knows the last few years for writers all over has been horrible. You know what I mean? Things not getting made, theatre not being made, all of this kind of stuff. It's been bad for everyone's mental health, I think. So I think in terms of kind of sometimes recalibrating your, your feeling about your work is a really useful thing to do. And I think writing for soap there's huge satisfaction in it that doesn't mean but now I must go home and write my amazing magnum opus of mm. you know mm-hmm. you know free form jazz trilogy amazing <laughs> maverick whatever the hell like you don't have to do that and I don't do that so I think sometimes writer has certain connotations that means you must be an artist well for me when I'm hiring writers sometimes I'm going to go for the really solid artisan who is a really good person who won't let you down who is 
serious about what they do and really, really takes pride in their work, rather than somebody who's going to come in and go, I will set myself on fire if you don't do it this way, which, to be honest, yeah. it did happen. Yeah. A, couple, yeah. a couple of shows I was on, there were people there who literally had such power that they would go, if this doesn't get done this way, I'm off. And people would bow to those demands. And for me, I think that's crazy because as writers, we're part of a system for soap where there's production, there's directors, there's actors, like there's a whole but swarm also, of people that if you're going to be the one killing everybody, like, I'm not going to, I don't want to hire that. I don't want to work with somebody like that who is going to be so instrumental in making people unhappy, you know? But also at the same time with writers, you sometimes find on these shows, it's important that you realise you are... And this is going to sound really bad, but you are a cog in the machine. Mm. You are part. You have. Yeah. You're there to serve the story and to serve the show and to serve. And so therefore, you know, because I script edit and doctors as well, mm. and um, would be talking to writers sometimes. And there were name and no names. Some writers who would have that attitude mm. of, if you don't do this, da, 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 and you'd be giving them notes, and they'd be like, <sighs> you know, and they'd argue uh. with you that, like every single note, there would be an argument. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. And, um, <laughs> and they're a pain in the ass and you don't want to work with them. Mm. And there isn't time. But it's so, not like their episodes are probably that much better. Than no. It's not like you're going, oh my God, but when no. you see what they write. You know, and also, yeah. at the end of the day, they're going to have to do the note anyway. Yeah. Mm. They will have. To, they will not win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that sounds that very I'm, anti-writer. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I don't mean it in yeah. that way. But I know exactly but what you mean. But the show is what's important. The show is what's important. It's, 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 the best thing that I learned on a soap was best idea wins. And yeah. that is not personal. No. That is, that is a team effort. Yeah. You know what so I mean? I it's, it's not about you yeah. as an auteur or as an artist. Yeah. It's about the craft. And because you're writing someone else's show. Yeah, so it, that's another thing. It's not your show. It's, yeah. it's they characters that character have already existed before you came yeah. onto it and they will exist after you leave. And it's, it's and really the audience owns those characters as much as we do as yeah. writers. But then exactly. in terms of psychology, you know, mm. what psychology, yeah. it's that. I think it's, which is not to say, you know, you do, we all know as well, you do get, the, that makes it sound like you're never getting to write anything that is yeah. in any way personal. Yeah. That's not true either. Yeah. You have to also be putting your heart and soul into yeah. it. So that is my next question, because I think a lot of writers, <laughs> we're, we're just so <laughs> think. Like, he can't read my handwriting, it's fine. Um, so I know a lot of writers who don't work on soap really worry that they don't get to have their own voice mm -hmm. on a soap and that the writing is all, you know, very formulaic mm -hmm. and, you know, prayers to creativity. Um, how do you find that balance between writing on someone else's show and putting yourself into the script? I, or into the story? There are so many stories that were on First City and are in Doctors that are my life. Mm. Same. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So many stories that I literally went, that happened to me, I'm putting it in there. Yeah. And, you know, and I like uh, did, you know, you're totally invested in it, yeah. totally emotionally invested in it, in the same way that people talk about writing their, you know, amazing opus or whatever. You know, I was sitting there at 12 o'clock at night crying as I remembered what I, you know what I mean? You still get to do that. I, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I do think. Yeah, you definitely do get to do that, and you get to inject a lot of yourself into it. But at the same time, they are, you know, it's you can't go mad with it either. Do you know what I mean? But that's Rachel, what about you? Yeah. You've written more you've written episodes. More I always feel writing's writing. Yeah, you yeah. Write, yeah. and yeah. you're 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 always going to bring yourself to the yeah. show because that's 
your style. And yes, it, it, it will conform to the, 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 the rules of whatever soap you're on, but it's always still you yeah. writing it. And Like, I'd read a lot of scripts at the moment in my current role, and broadly I can tell who wrote a script without looking at the name, yeah. to be honest, because as much as it might appear on screen and it kind of has... Sometimes just by bad grammar, I know. Really. <laughs> <laughs> all, as well as that, like there are certain voices and certain characters that people just love so much, you can tell they just want to write those person. scenes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. there is that, and I think that's that's joyous because, to be honest with you, the way that I would always judge the success of scripts isn't what appears on the screen. I think it's what you said as well, because there's so many variables between the page and the screen. So many variables. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I look back and go, "Geez, that's a good script," you know, and I think I do now tell people I thought that was a really good one. Well done. <laughs> you, do, you know, I hope I do, because I think that's really important. We all need that little boost, especially if you're working on something that's a machine of 200 episodes a year. Like, you know, to get a bit of praise and go, geez, that's a really good one. And you know what, if it doesn't, it, like, say if somebody gets COVID and it doesn't appear as you thought, like, I, like the last few months we've had to rewrite so much stuff on the hoof because people had COVID, both crew, cast, everything. So that's been a real challenge for writers. And I have to say, like, all of our writers, as a bunch of people, have just been so cool about it. Like, and this is just, there's been a sense of kind of, I think, community. I don't know how, how far through the pandemic any of these worked on your shows, but we had to stop for a while and then we rejoined. And I, I feel more goodwill from everybody towards the show now, maybe because of what we've all been through, but also I think we're more tighter knit maybe. I don't know if you felt that at all. We're all reaching out to each other more and helping mm. more. And I think there's a, there's a closer set of kind of, yeah, we really own this. Like, we can kind of whatever happens, we can get through this because we're it's almost bizarre. Right. Which is bizarre because you're not actually in, we're the, not in the room where we don't see each other. But it's yeah. on the screens; it's still doable, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of I think that's lovely. And I think from a again, I'll, I'll always look at it from a human level. Like, that's a really good thing to be in a team of people who support each other. And do you know what? Throw something else at us, you know. Like, you know, mad stuff happens in life. You deal with it. Mm-hmm. So if we haven't um, put everybody off, <laughs> I really <laughs> hope so. Let's talk about and John. I'm going to direct this to you initially because Doctors kind of has a reputation for being a show for new writers. Now, rightly or wrongly, because actually I feel like Doctors would probably be quite terrifying to write. I think the the um, the great joy of Doctors is that thing that we were saying for writers is the thing that we were saying before is that half of it you know you're given half of the episode and told this is what's happening and you have to write that to the voice of those characters the other half of it is a story of the day so it's a self-contained story it's probably 15 minutes 15 about half the episode, it's about half yeah. the episode so it's 15 minutes 15 scenes and you as a writer basically you'll be told which of our regular characters has to be involved in that story but that's it Apart from that, you can write whatever you want. That and story do you can be guys anything. have training schemes? Are there shadowing opportunities if writers want to? Yeah. Turn so basically, right yeah, anyone um, can, you can basically watch the show. So the script editors of the show run the kind of trial scheme. So you can look at the credits, find out who the script editor is, contact them, um, and um, there you. Get in contact with them, tell them what you're up to, send them a CV, send them um, um, your writing, a sample of your writing, um, and then they're off the back of that, we'll decide whether to do a trial with you. Um, at that point, you then pitch for one of those stories of the day, which is completely your idea. And if you are writing for the show, you then work with the script editor on that. So you develop that story together. Um, and then that's passed by the series producer or not. Sometimes you have to go at it three or four times. 
Um, and if it's passed, you then basically stick that, you have your, your pitch story, you have your serial, and you put the two of them together, um, and then that's when you start writing the episode. Um, in the trial process, uh, it's pretty similar. If the script editor kind of agrees to work with you, then you'll pitch them an idea, um, they'll work with you on that to see how you can take notes, and then they'll give you some old serial, put it together in an episode, and you'll do a couple of drafts. And then, and basically, the mad thing on Doctors is it's up to the script editor. The script editor decides whether to take that writer on or not. Wow. Oh, That's wow. Because cool. um, in Doctors, each script editor has their, they call it a stable. Their stable of writers, yeah. They have a, <laughs> I know, it's weird. <laughs> That's where, not to do with me. Like we're, like we're grooming. I know. <laughs> they, have a, they have a group of writers, yeah. but they have their own writers. So each, the, the writers don't move around script editors. You stay with your script oh, editor. Wow. Which is Actually, really good really in terms of the relationship. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Um, so basically, they decide. It's not the series producer or anything. They decide whether to take the writer on or not. Mm. So the script editors have quite a lot of. So it's a lot of I yeah because I used to work at Doctors as well and there was a lot of um, I really liked the creative process yeah. there. The story of the day is really really nice. The because you get to author something. Um, you get to you get to author something, and you you work very closely with. As I was a script editor, so you work very closely with the writer in like making the story as be- as good as it can possibly be, and then you're also working closely with the producer, and that's kind of it until like the final draft. It's the three of you it's working really like together. For. But like, like then when I moved to EastEnders, it was a completely different story because EastEnders there are so many layers of management and so many voices, and it was a very different process to Doctors. So like I would. 100% recommend Doctors. Right? It's a gentler introduction. Yes, definitely. The, the, um, the two downsides of that is because Doctors has no money and the, the script editors are, are, control, are uh, dealing with that. They're dealing with it outside of their normal work. So getting a trial through can, can be a lot. You're talking about a year probably, yeah. the process. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're going to do it, for God's sake, watch the show. Because oh, the God, biggest, yeah. biggest element is getting the characters' voices characters. right. Yeah. And if you don't get that right, there's no way, it's too much work for everyone else. So that's incredibly important. And the third thing I was going to say was um, much as you get to write this story of the day and it's authored and that's great, we were talking about this before, writing a good, layered, 15 minute story with three guest characters that takes place over a day. And has to use one of your regular characters. And has to use Very one of often regular. kind of like injected and shoehorned yeah. into the story. <laughs> right, and that, and that it's a satisfying story and isn't just cheesy and easy and, you know, because it's a very short amount of time. That's difficult. Really hard. It's a really hard, it's a really, it's, a, it's tough. It's, it's a good challenge. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of the doctor's process. And Kieran, with your Fair City hat on, I know mm-hmm. obviously because we've all been working online, it's been much harder for the show to bring in any new writers over the last couple of years. Yeah, being honest, we haven't, we've had loads of discussions about this. And uh, we, the big thing for me, like having worked on other shows with high attrition rates of new writers, like I just hate that. I hate seeing somebody come in once, being given one shot and then they're out the door. Like it's awful, like, and I think that happened a bit when I was on EastEnders. I would see somebody in a, a tonal meet, which is when you have your writers in, you talk about the stories, they go off and write them. I, I don't think I saw the same person twice for about five months. Oh, 
I genuinely, and I think maybe that was there the period the show was in. I just thought that was terrible, and I think there was either a problem with the training, or there was a problem with kind of how they were dealt with by their script editor. I don't know how many of you, like script editor we throw around a lot, but like script editors are very, they're an incredibly important part of the process. Like they are your best friend as a new writer. So when you're attributed a script editor, or you get to work with the script editor, they will know the show better than you ever, ever will, and they're your best friend in the world. You know what I mean? Like all of us brought onto shows would have worked with script editors who just nursed us through, and only through them do you get to embed yourself, like cling on like a limpet. You know what I mean? Because your script editor, if you get on with them and they think you're worth a damn, they're your friend. You know what I mean? So I actually think script editing as part of the writing process for TV it sometimes is skated over, but it's yeah, massive. Yeah, they can be like a mentor. They really yeah. can be, you know. If they, and the, if they believe you know? in you yeah, and, absolutely. and train you and yeah. stuff. But um, just in terms of Fair City, which I'm on at the moment, um, yeah, we, we kind of made a decision because we would usually have a kind of a general call out where, where anybody interested would, would kind of get in touch with us and then we'd have a huge big meeting, kind of room this size. People would come in and we'd go, look, I want a sample of your writing and then what we'll do is we'll just whittle it down to make it to the Fair City, not stable, Thunderdome. Fair City Thunderdome. And um, then what we would do is basically through writing exercise and then a smaller group would be, would be chosen and work with one of our script editors. But Again, from the position of seeing such a high attrition rate on other shows, we made a decision that if we want to give people the best chance of success, which we do want, nobody wants anyone to fail if you bring them on board and invest time and energy and emotional energy in them, we've kind of delayed things until we think we can properly do it in person. So I'm hopeful. Look, to be honest, I'm a freelancer on the show. Like, I have a, I have a weird role that doesn't really make much sense. It's a kind of a vague overseeing stuff and doing bits and bobs. So, like, from what, I'm, from what I understand, hopefully in the next few months, if everything improves, um, we'll be in a position to kind of get people involved um, in person. But I think if we... Screens are good for people who know yeah. the show really well and who know each other, but even in terms of training in people in different roles on the show, they're missing out so much by not having the, the kind of personal contact. So I think, I think hopefully in the next few months, I'm sure like a call out will mm. go through the guild or, or anything like that. Yeah, you know? and so in the meantime, watch the show. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like I remember when I was asked to come on board, they were like, can you come in on Monday? And I was like, I want to watch the show for a month. So I watched the show yeah. for a month and then I knew everything. So that's the great thing about so if your characters, you can get into them quite quickly, but yeah, don't, don't try to bluff it. That would be yeah. my advice on any <laughs> show, you know? When I went over to, um, <clears throat> I originally started in Doctors as a script editor, and I went over for the interview, and of course it's the iPlayer, so all of the episodes up there, and I watched, I would say, a hundred episodes before I even went for the interview. Um, you, that's what it's you need the, to it's do. It's the only it's way you can do it. That's what you need to do. It's, you're not talking a couple of episodes. You, you need to watch. No, you need to seriously invest in it. If you want them to invest in you, you seriously need to invest in the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, that's really true. Yeah. Um, so, because obviously today is about, <laughs> called in very lofty terms, strategizing for our future, but really looking at, you know, particularly women in the industry, women screenwriters, what do we want our industry to look like in the future? And for the Writers Guild, what should we be doing? to lobby for the industry and when we're having conversations with RTE and with Screen Ireland and with the AI. So I'm wondering, I mean, and maybe it's a personal thing for me, but I always feel like the industry here overlooks screen soap writers mm -hmm. and that they don't, you know, Screen Ireland as an example, don't necessarily value the experience that we have because they kind of dismiss it as being only soap. And obviously you guys have all worked both here and in the UK. So kind of a general question, 
are sightwriters um, valued more in the UK? And what would you love to see change um, here in Ireland? I think that um, there, there is a lot of ignorance in Ireland around so probably because of Fair City. I remember when we were writing for Fair City and uh, then Red Rock came to town and oh Jesus, suddenly they had competition mm. and um, and I jumped ship and um, <laughs> <laughs> I jumped ship anyway, but then I jumped back because yeah. the, the money was better and I they are brothels and um, but it was funny because Red Rock being blunt was better. Mm. But it was better because of the production values. Yeah. They were able to do everything on the fly, they had more yeah. interesting actors. It had nothing to do with the writing because I wrote mm. both. Um, but um, suddenly um, I went back to for the Fair City party, which is always in McCoy's Christmas party. I was there at the Christmas party, and this big knob from RTE comes down and gives a speech to thank us all for all our hard work on the show. And in 15 years on the show, we had been this yeah. dirty little sequel, but yeah. now that our ratings were higher than Red Rock, yeah. it was like, oh my God, the team, go team Fair City, and oh wow, what an asset you guys. It really yeah. was yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. way they looked at us now, yeah. it was just like, yeah. my God, you prats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what it actually is, it, you know, Arla, we're very young when it comes to producing and making TV, so there's just a lot of ignorance. So they don't really know. So when people kind of have that judgy thing about so you kind of just have to look and go, you really don't have a clue. Yeah, and yeah. just, you know, give a little patronising sigh and keep walking because I think it is changing. And I think mm. there are people on Fair City who would be very much like the old generation. And they are so brighters. They will always be so brighters. They will mm. die mm. so brighters. Yeah. And they're good so brighters. But I think there are more people, because there's more opportunity now, a lot more people who are coming in are people who'd like to write in soap but obviously want to do their own stuff yeah. as well yeah. and just want credits and want to make money. Mm -hmm. So I think that they will change because more writers will come out who yeah. end up doing other things. And so suddenly it's not just, oh, if you're a Fair City writer, you just did Fair City. Yeah, like, you know, you will be doing yeah, other stuff. There's, there's, I think I know three current writers on Fair City who are, have other stuff quite far into development mm -hmm. at the moment. Like, totally different. Totally, yeah. totally different. And I think the one, thing that, the one good thing that they did is they didn't totally mm -hmm. commit their lives to being a Fair City writer. Because there isn't really such a thing. You don't have a contract for life. It's script to script. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, any of us could be gone. Don't we know yeah. that one. You know yeah. I mean? like, but it is true. And, like, I jumped ship to Red Rock as well, you know? And it was great crack. But it was, like... To be honest, it was still soap, but it would it had a kind of a blue sheen. Like they graded yeah. it differently, so it looked a bit cool. Yeah, yeah, so it looked like, like this is a bit edgy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the what that was really the only difference. It had a cool element because nobody watched it; it looked glue. So <laughs> nobody you know, watched it. And, but but I think with like with with this thing, what's really nice for me is writers getting in touch with me and going, look, I can't take a script at the moment because I'm doing this, mm. and I'm like, that's amazing because they will come back with better experiences, yeah. a few more tricks, a few more strings to their bow. They still want to write for Fair City, but it's not like they have to write for it all the time and that's their only thing so I think look not everybody's going to have the opportunity to go off and do other things but if you can do your own stuff if you want to do your own stuff if you want to just write soap and you're really good at it brilliant because it's a great job oh, but yeah. if you want to do your own, your own stuff and you want to go away and pitch it to people it's never held against anyone to go off and do something better but also Richard you're a, a different prime example of yeah. that what mm. you're talking about in terms of that change in attitude and you're changing attitudes Richard because you know you're going off you've gone off and you've done the soap stuff and now yeah. you're doing Valhalla and you're showing that that's possible do you know what mm. I mean yeah. so and, but it, and it certainly felt very hard it certainly felt like I, I'd been labelled like I felt like a whore written across my <laughs> chest because you know people did you couldn't get a break yeah. you just can't get a shagging break like, like on a jumped up Irish show, which is just a jumped up soap, do you know what yeah. I mean? I kind of thought I could do a blindfold in my sleep, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there can be that kind of snobbery 
there can be and but I wouldn't let that stop you because mm. you have to think of the big picture and the big picture is you getting the really good training. The training. And, yes. and that's more important because the thing is... It will make you a better it's, writer. It's such a cutthroat world and it really is. Everybody loves you when they think you're good but as soon as you mess up they will drop you so fast. They will drop you. And what's awful is if you get a break, if you get an opportunity to work on a show and you don't have the experience um, and then suddenly everything goes wrong and you have to do all these rewrites and you're out of your depth, they will drop you. They will drop you, and they—it's so cruel because yeah. you can see that happening sometimes with a writer. They're out of their depth, but if they'd done a few episodes of, of a soap, they would know how to deal with this. Yeah. They'd know that this is normal, yeah. um, and that they'd have that training. Mm. So it, it really is important, but it's important that you don't get stuck yeah. in a soap. I think getting think stuck is a really good point because, like, we were actually saying just a, just before this, actually, one thing I wanted to say at this was soap isn't going to be around forever mm, this current yeah, form yeah, and yeah, I think that's a absolutely. really important thing to say is yeah. that like working in the industry over the last few years like I've been acutely aware that like it's like not it's, dying. it's a dying mm, industry yeah, yeah. let's just like put it put it that way like you know that's not going to change it's still a really good uh process a really fun process it's a great trading opportunity it's so many things but it's not something that's necessarily still going to be there in 20 or 30 years. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be banking on being a soap writer. But like, it's still, there will be so, some form of soap stories t- style telling, if you know what I mean, at somewhere, and there always will be. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, to, to your other point about England, though, and whether England like appreciates soap writing more, I don't. I don't know if I'd necessarily say that's true. I think. I. Th- I mean. It, I, I. I think. Well, they do have big writers like. Yeah. I mean, they there are big. There are really big writers yeah. who have come from the soap world Ooh. and have gone like on that journey. But I don't know if that like they're all mess. They're all maybe a bit older. That's the thing. Mm. But, this, but if you look at who the top writers for television in the UK are. Yeah. You're talking Russell T. Davis, Sally oh, Wainwright, Sally Abbott. Completely. They're all, but they all potentially I think they came out of soap at a very different yeah, era. Yeah, they did, yeah. When, when yeah. it was like, when soap was seen differently. Mm. And I think now there is, in, genuinely in England, like uh, this, maybe this is purely f- coming from like a few anecdotal experiences I had in England, but like uh, another Irish girl I know who was working as a script editor with a really, really big production company who made like, one of the biggest like HBO shows of the past few years. Like I'm not going to go into more detail than that. But she she was working there, and she said they had this really great opportunity coming up. Um, again, for like someone who worked as a script editor. So again, on that side of things. But uh, she said, oh, what about soap? Because she came through Fair City mm. too. She was like, what about soap? Would you be interested in someone from that background? And the, the exec producer of the company was like, no, not interested. Yeah. I don't want to speak to anyone from soap because she thought in her head they're not going to get what we do here because what we do here is like yeah. better, is better and different and like elevated, etc., etc. You'll always get people like that, but I do think. To, I mean, the the other thing is in the UK the industry is just bigger, mm. so That's there the are more opportunities. Yeah. Every some of the writers on Doctors who have been on the show for a million years and are soap writers and they're going to die soap writers mm-hmm. and that's fine y- they're just doing that but a lot of the other writers who, who aren't maybe contract writers and stuff they're all developing their own projects mm-hmm. and they're all getting you know well they're getting seen or they're not getting seen but I don't I think the thing about it is you do soap you get credits you've got TV credits you will it just pushes you up a little bit doesn't it yeah um both in terms of whether people will actually talk to you, but also in terms of your ability to then deal with 
you know, yeah. the actress pulled and the locations yeah. changed yeah. and did it and, and all of that and stuff that we did. And what it is to actually make TV, you know? It's just so hard to, to get ahead as a writer that any way in, because if you get in on a soap, well, maybe you'll get an agent, you know what I yeah. mean? Or you'll meet someone or, you know what I mean? You're trying to get a break and you, you've got to consider all your options, yeah. I think. And yeah. soap is a good option. It's a good option. And also while you're doing that and maybe waiting to do your big, you know, your showrunner show, you're getting paid to write. Yeah. Yeah. And, and working with other writers. And you're getting paid to tell stories. Yeah. Money's a big theme in John's answers, I noticed. <laughs> 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 you get paid though, you know. Yeah. No, but it was the it's first true. thing it's I thought of. Yeah. It's, it's a job. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah, it is. It, it makes time. it a job rather yeah. than an aspiration. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's not yeah. a dream, sure. it's what I do. So I want to open this up um, to questions from the audience because I'm sure you've all got a lot to ask and I can see Michelle with her hand up, so we'll start with you. Yeah. They know you can take feedback and turn around stories quickly, so it's not always a bad thing. That's good to hear. Like, yeah. and, and as I say, yeah. like I, like I've been in and out of the show for like maybe twelve years. I've kind of gone off and then come back, and you know, roundabout ways. Up until now, I hadn't heard of that many writers on the show getting separate development funds for other completely different shows, and to have three at the moment, I think, does show a slight shift. Hopefully, mm. I'm thinking, you know, yeah. um, like just that is something that's really interesting. And I think that that probably shows a shift in terms of, like, there aren't that many shows being made in Ireland. You know what I mean? It's a a shallow bench. You know what I mean? If you want to look for somebody who can do a job, there's not a whole lot of places to go to. So actually, I think, hopefully, Michelle, like that, that sounds really promising. And I think that would be cool if that's the way, you know? And also just that thing that you were saying about, you know, being taught not to to take notes and, and not mm. to set yourself on fire mm. and stuff yeah. like nowhere will that. teach you that better than soap because <laughs> yeah you, it's not you just you just learn very quickly yeah. it is not your story it's yeah. not your you know yeah. your it's like writer Jim you're in there every day and it's like yeah. draft it again draft it again yeah. draft it again here's notes and then yeah. you 10 days on one story to go oh whoops we've lost all those actors can you mm. just completely rewrite yeah. everything yeah. you've got two days but also not just that Michelle it's also you go in and you write a story and you pour your heart in it and you know you don't have enough time and you're doing the whole yeah. thing and then you bring it in and they go no <laughs> that's not good enough no that's i don't and like it's it all just part of the and process. you just have to go you like you learn to leave your ego at the door yes. and that's a really really important lesson yeah. and a really useful lesson not to care not to care <laughs> <laughs> no but you should but, but to care care enough care the right so but care and not yeah. care yeah. you know yeah. when you're writing when you write you care but after yeah. that yeah yeah it doesn't matter because you'll always be working on other people's shows sorry Shows at the same time, whacking out these shorter scripts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the one thing that kind of keep that I'm hearing through this is that uh, it's incredibly valuable working on myself. I would be very interested um, because of that sort of structure of learning, but it's very involved. Mm. It's kind of the same even like when you're starting on, if you're starting a cartoon that has six seasons, yeah. 52 episodes, yeah. you're turning up to job interviews being like, only oh, yeah, have time to watch six hours of your cartoon, but yeah, I am. Yeah. So obviously there's a certain amount of strategy yeah. there. You're like, I'm yeah. going to make a play for doctors and watch mm. doctors before I get to it. Yeah. But I suppose what I'm thinking is like, the thing, like I've, I've watched Ross and Riven for years, I love Ross and Riven. I would have heard that to get on that, you have to sort of do their, their intensive training of 25 years of the history of that show and then be in situ and go away for four months to do it. Wow. I think that might be specific to us. It could be. I think yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. Just like yeah. The, I don't think that. I don't think that's true. I'd, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, like, how are you even room. supposed to know twenty-five years of Ross Nerd? No, 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 no,
we are a little bit better in terms of working around people's lives, mm. you know, kids, whatever that might be, other jobs, people do have other jobs on Fair City as well as writing for Fair City. So, you know, I think we've become a bit more fluid in a really good way because of what we've had to do during the pandemic, just on a practical level. And I think it shows what can be done in terms of people's life, work-life balance, I think, is hopefully a little bit better because mm. the demands we're making of them at certain points I, I mean, think we're being a little more relaxed. But even newer members of the writing team is, well, up until recently, was a full-time hospital administrator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and writing a fair regular amount of episodes. Really, and really and well. Really so, well. you know, she she just, she basically worked out a way of, she would she would say, I I can take a script every, like, two months or whatever. Now she's up that. I think, has she left? She's, she's gone part-time. Yeah. yeah, so she's gone awesome. part-time. But full-time, I would have never known the difference between full-time and part-time. when she Also, on Doctors, we don't have all, nothing to do with the pandemic, um, in terms of writers of the episodes, they were always, always remote yeah. they're all over the country yeah. and everything was on the phone it always was like that mm. so in terms of writing for the show people don't have you to don't need to be in dublin yeah. i mean i'm in mayo and i do everything online yeah and do you think you know any any of the shows that were originally in person writers groups you don't think they're going to go back to that do you well we've i mean do you, have a story, do you have a right do you have a story writer's room on doctors you don't that's just no your one doctors. <laughs> i am the story so do you go in or what do you do do you stay in your i'm in all of the time yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're, yeah, what's the story on Fair City? Like? Everyone's, everyone's remote at the moment, but I want to bring people it's, in because that's I think it's funny because like, I, I think yeah. story, I'm a big in-person story yeah. person. For like, story, I think like, you, you, you miss really it. need yeah. to. And like, I, I need a show, board and a pen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. I oh, was, the smell of the pen. Oh. <laughs> so like, I, I just spent two weeks in Dublin uh, in a writer's room here for a show that's going into production in September. And... Like we don't, we've all been doing it remotely up to that point. With there's one Irish writer and one Kiwi writer, and I'm script editing with them. But like the final week of it, where we figured out what was going to happen in the final three episodes of that series, was so satisfying. <sighs> and being such a buzz. yeah, it's such a buzz. Mm. Like being in the room really intensively every day, sitting there with a blank whiteboard, yeah. trying to figure out and throwing <laughs> ideas around, and like finally getting like where you need to get to up on the board. Do you know what I mean? Like that, we finished at like 10 to five on Friday, absolutely exhausted. And I was like, I think we got it. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it was like, there is nothing online, Zoom that will no. compare with that experience. And I'm really worried, I, even on EastEnders, like when I joined EastEnders, it was mid pandemic and like, um, the story room was, had a couple of days a month where they were sort of together. And like, I really felt that the stories were suffering yeah. and the whole process was suffering as a result. Like. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. But that's very, all of that's very specific yeah. to story. Yeah. It yeah. Really yes, it's not about script. For episodes, like script. for script yeah. writing. Yeah. But We've I, always been working remotely. But it, like, that's another thing is that like, a story is also something to consider in Fair City. I don't know mm. like what story mm. is there about, but like, that's also a great way of like earning some money and you don't have to do it full time. Is mm. that still the process? Yeah, like yeah. We, we would bring people in and out of a story room and... But much more importantly than that, it's where you learn, you, Think, yeah. You might think you know it, but like mm. work in a story room. It's really good. Oh, it's and it's really also the only good. regular writer's room in Ireland. Yeah. It's, it's the only one. Yeah. There's like no other incredible. show really that has like mm. full time regular, people in yeah. a room figuring out story. Like that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's a joy. And it's such it's a joy and it's such a, I mean, some of the last. <laughs> some of the last. Like, like John and I met on uh, Fair City and like we are like friends for life, I would say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. 
Yeah, it, like an we, acquaintance of John's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also have oh, yeah, because you're sitting there and you end up getting really personal. Yeah, in, in yeah. yeah you, you know what I mean? You yeah. end up like talking about intimate. your own life. It's yeah. very intimate. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. you end up sharing stories and getting to know people on a really like mm. intimate level, and it's and that somehow in some diluted form yeah. all goes into the show. And really also, you end up in absolute hysterics. Yes, yeah. that too. Constantly, because there's so much work to do and it's so fast. <laughs> and you laugh. We all have many and you're talking hands, about like the most bonkers situations or the saddest situations yeah. or yeah. tragic, and you just like laugh yeah, it's so, so nice. much. It's something really special. Any other questions? Yes, I. Um, yeah, hi, Should be your best piece of writing, mm. yeah. whatever it is theater, film, television. Not a short, generally. Um, it needs to be at least half hour, probably. But apart from that, your best piece of writing, whatever it is, I would say. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, and, you know, writing something that you think that, uh, for anything, regardless, not just so, never write what you think they might want. Because you'll always be comparing it to an actual episode. And if it's a li- even a little bit off, you might go, oh, don't. You know what I mean? Like, it's even psychologically reading it. If you can read something and go, oh, their dialogue is great, or, geez, those characters are amazing, or that's kind of interesting, you'll bring that on board, and then you'll try to see whether that, those skills or those characters or that writing can be transformed into, transferred. Because you never want to lose, I think this is the thing that everybody fears when they go into so. I'm never going to be, write, be able to write my own stuff again. I will suddenly be writing in a dub accent for some criminal, you know, lurking around the lot being a whatever. So I think that's the thing not to be afraid of. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I think don't be afraid of like, you will always have your own style of writing. You might have to tweak it a little bit for the show you're working on, whatever it be, Doctors or, or Valhalla or Fair City, whatever it might be. You know, you'll never lose your own voice. I don't. I don't think it happens. I think it's like Rachel says, you're st- it's that's right. That's writing. Yeah. You know, it's Always writing in a different writing context. for yeah. someone yeah. else's stuff. And in terms of the sample, um, the re- you know, we've talked a lot about you know you have to conform to what the style of the show mm. is and yada yada yada. But ultimately, in whatever sample you send in, it has to be your best piece of writing because they want to see your writing yeah. and they want to see your the famous word voice you know <laughs> um, that's what they want to see so not, they don't want to see you writing the opposite of that is if you were to write an episode of Versity yeah. you know yeah. yeah yeah. so we're almost out of time we have oh Mary and Dan of course you've got a question is there a different approach if you want to work in storyline versus writing scripts or is that um, yeah if you're so specifically when I, yeah. when I so I worked in the story of a fair city for about four years and when I started there uh, I got in touch with the story editor who was at the show there. I was lucky I had like a, a, an introduction from a producer, which was really great. Um, and he asked me to do, write a story uh, for a character on, on Fair City. And like, so that I guess they could tell that it was begin, beginning, middle and end and also that I understood who the, the characters in the world of the story. Oh, I don't know if it's different now. So it wasn't a script that I had to write. It was a story like almost prose. Like, mm. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Know. Like a story for an episode, basically. Oh, right. um, now, when I think back to what I wrote, like, dear God, like I had things you like... still have it? Oh, it's definitely somewhere in my Gmail. It's like, <laughs> it was Sorry, like, I had details about like the weather and like all of these like, <laughs> like flourishes, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh my God, the how did they take me out? But sure. I guess they could tell that like, okay, she has a sense of what a story is like. Yeah. And then when, and then I start, I had a two week trial 
off the back of that, which I was paid for, which was great. Um, and then off the back of that, to be honest, I think I got really lucky because I happened to arrive at Fair City just at the time where they were like, we need women writers. Do you know what I mean? And that's all. And I was coming into like, it was a very male dominated story room at the time. And I was just lucky. I just landed and I was just about good enough that I got my foot in the door. And then like you're saying, uh, they gave me like five or six months of work, like straight off the bat, which was amazing. And uh, those were key for me in mm. terms of learning. Do you know what I mean? So it was a combination of like, yeah timing just everything kind of worked and I got really lucky did but like women will always say that right I got lucky it was something to do with me yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think at Fair City they used to do that that they, they'd give you a month of story if we, you're a writer they, they used to, I don't know why that, that doesn't yeah, they stopped. I think they don't do that anymore no. they kind of separated out the yeah. episode yeah. writers and the story writers a bit more which is a shame in it's a way a pity, I think, yeah. but it's also I think because um, people get so busy writing episodes yeah. And then you'd have to like, edit in the middle of and writing like, a story. Like, train yeah. them up yeah. on story, yeah. and then yeah. they weren't available. people out, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, like for me, like I started off in animation as an animation scriptwriter, and then I went to story, like kind of by accident. But uh, I really got into the story part of stuff because actually, with a really good story, all the scriptwriter has to do is fill in the gaps, you know. And there's something massive. I would, I would often look back at like back in the day when I started in story, I'd watch the episodes and go, "Shit, that was a good story." Or like, you yeah, know, I, would, I wouldn't yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. And if we have, we we do these mad things where we get these thought clouds and pie charts and stuff from the grown-ups in RTE, and they have like these things, like, a name will be in the middle or a thing, you know. What did people think of the last month of Fair City? It's never a script. It's always storyline. The big word will be storyline. So mm. people don't necessarily look at the oh, that no, line yeah. was a real zinger from yeah, Carol. Or, it was like that was a good storyline that we they did something do tweet really interesting. That stuff, I think. Yeah, but, but, but generally that's of, like, not their, what yeah, they're talking about. It's all about yeah. the story. So actually, like I, I spend as much time with story as I can because I kind of go I go in between story and script. The story room is a really cool place, and I think as everyone's kind of said, if we can get people back in the room physically, even like twice every fortnight or something. But yeah, it's a different set of skills, but it really, more story writers just do story because they want to write their own stuff as scripts. Mm. So they would often be like, look, I don't think the script writing part, either it hasn't worked out for whatever, there might be wonderful writers, but it just doesn't click. Mm. But the story part of things, to have that as a backbone, it's a, it even leaves you a little bit freer, I think, to do the yeah. other stuff. And I think when you're, because what I found, you know, for the people who are doing story, when they're in, it's incredibly intense. Yeah. But then when you're not on call, you, you are not on call yeah. at all. Whereas when you're doing episodes, you could be on the beach in yeah. Spain and your script editor will email you again. Yeah. We have a little bit of a problem. Can you get online? Yeah. So you're you're more kind of yeah. always on with episodes, but in a less intense yeah. kind of way. But you can always see if a good month of story has been done, you see it in the scripts all the way through. You yeah. know what I mean? yeah. So there's massive yeah. value. Like it's I love I love the story part of things. It's probably my favorite bit. So we probably underplay that a little bit because it is the only. Yeah. You're saying like it's the only kind of writers room in, in yeah. Ireland. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's story writing is definitely an option. So yeah. So we. We are right on time to break for lunch and um, thank you so much to our wonderful panel this has been so much fun it's been great just to get to sit here and chat with you all uh, i hope you all enjoyed it in the audience um, um as always we'll continue um the conversation later thank you so much john and kieran and Emma. <laughs>